0: Welcome to Mind Witchery. I'm your host, Natalie Miller, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my lovely friend. I'm happy to have you here today. I'm really excited to share today's spell with you. It is something that I have been casting daily for the last six months months <laughs> for the last 6 months. Okay, daily is an exaggeration. Daily is an exaggeration, but um I have a practice where every day that I do a to-do list, at the top of the to-do list, I remind myself what I want to believe or think, so I cast a spell at the top of my to-do list. And this particular spell I have been casting almost every day
1: for most of 2021. It is a spell to feel free to say no.
0: Oh my gosh, I I cannot begin to tell you how important this spell has been in my life because I love to say yes. I bet if you are into this podcast, you also love to say yes. I bet you see potential very easily. I bet you love to be generous. I bet you like to take care of people. I bet you enjoy a challenge. I bet you are flattered a lot by responsibility. And maybe one or two of those doesn't apply, but you get the drift. We like to say yes, don't we? I think we like to say yes.
1: So here is the spell to feel free to say no. When I do what I love, I magnetize opportunity. When I do what I love, I magnetize opportunity. That sounds really
0: good, doesn't it? (laughs) It sounds almost too good to be true, and yet, I'm here to tell you, I think it is true. I have a couple of examples of it from my own life, and maybe I will tell you about them. But first, I want to acknowledge that sometimes it can
1: feel really scary to say no. I will tell you, here at the beginning
0: of 2021, I suddenly found myself in a place where I had much less work
1: and therefore much less income than I'm used to. I needed to step back into my
0: business and to begin to rebuild it really from scratch. I have coached for years now, and I still had a few clients. I have taught in coaching programs for years now, and I still had a few classes, but where I was investing most of my time and where I was receiving most of my income, all of a sudden I wasn't doing that anymore. So I was in a moment where it was very tempting to say yes to every opportunity that came my way. I was in a moment where I almost believed I, quote, had to say yes. I say, quote, had to, because I really don't believe that we have to do anything. (laughs) I just don't. I don't think there's anything that we have to do. I think we choose, and we don't get to choose our consequences, but we do get to choose What we do here on planet Earth. So, anyway, I was in a moment where income opportunities appeared to me very necessary. And yet, at the same time, I was very aware that when I do what I don't love, it is
1: too expensive energetically emotionally, and there's an opportunity
0: cost that is amazing. So there I just sort of told you, the reverse is true. When you do what you don't love,
1: you push away opportunity. You repel opportunity. Because you are so busy trying to make the thing you
0: don't love work. And it is extra draining of energy. It is extra heavy on your soul. And so you are in survival mode and you are unable even to see the opportunities that are always all around you. Okay, let me repeat this spell because it's so good and important. When I do what I love, I magnetize opportunity. And the opportunities I magnetize tend to be the opportunities that suit me. So I want to tell you kind of the most fantastical version of this, if you don't mind. (laughs) It's a fun story for me. And it's a story that apparently I'm destined to relive in this life. This is something that I have more than one story, but this is kind of the most fantastical one. As many of you know, once upon a time, I was a PhD candidate in American literature at a fancy university. And I was miserable. <laughs> I was so, I, it was so not suited to me, and I was so not suited to it. And I decided, with two chapters of my dissertation done, with my exams complete, with my coursework complete, I decided to quit. I decided to leave and to not finish the PhD. Zero regrets. I'm so happy that I did so. I quickly discovered that when someone has been close reading novels for, <laughs> for five years, she is, doesn't have much of a resume, actually. And so I picked up a couple of adjunct teaching jobs, but my main income came from working for a French skincare company. I was a sales associate for a French skincare company, and I liked it. I I love potions. I actually sort of love working retail. I like talking to people. I like talking to women about skincare. I enjoyed the job and I was good at it. And so before long, I was offered a management role for a store for this company and I was like, "Sure. Okay, I'll do that." I mean, I don't know what else I'm going to do. You know, I was like 24 and really, really was just sort of existing in creative response to the world. I didn't have much of a plan.
1: So I took the management role and my favorite thing to do in my store was to
0: arrange the displays. It was a very beautiful store. It had kind of this like this Provencal marketplace feel. And so, you know, like baskets that are overflowing with soaps and that sort of thing. And I loved making the store pretty. I loved thinking about the combinations of products that people might like to purchase together. I loved all of that. It's called merchandising in the retail world. So I enjoyed it. And because I enjoyed it and because I was really good at it, my store, my little individual store, saw an enormous increase in sales over the first three months that I was there. This won me a trip to Paris, actually, because I was one of the top five stores in the country that um, exceeded their goals so much I, I got to go to Paris. And
1: even kind of more astoundingly, it got me a job at the headquarters in New York. So maybe
0: seven months after I took the job, I got a call from the main office and they said, our lead merchandiser is returning to France and we need someone in the position immediately. And we wondered if you would consider. And I said, well, I, I mean, I don't know. And they said, well, you know, it's a position. It's it's based in New York, and um, you'll need to live here. And we're very happy to train you and to compensate you extra for the role and et cetera, et cetera. So, so my friend, this is what ended up happening. Less than one year after I left graduate school, less than one year after I left graduate school, I had a position with a cosmetics company in New York where my compensation was triple the salary I was making. A paid and furnished apartment walking distance from The headquarters, which was very close to Bryant Park, so right in the center of Manhattan. Unlimited Acela train tickets between New York and my home in Washington, DC. And an entire new role and new experience and new exposure to business and to marketing that I never could have dreamed of.
1: And how did I get there? I liked playing with the displays in my store. That's what I loved
0: to do. And so that's what I did. And I did it creatively
1: and generously and innovatively. And it caught the attention of the right people.
0: So I wasn't meant for retail. I wasn't meant to stay in a corporate marketing job. And I didn't stay there super long. I stayed for about nine months. But after I left, I have continued to confirm when I do what I love, I magnetize opportunity.
1: So I told you, six months ago, huge change for me. In my work. Enormous change. Start from scratch. Here, six months later,
0: I am thriving. Every single client I have, I love. Every single project on my books, I'm excited about. Every morning I wake up and I think to myself, I cannot believe this is my day. I cannot believe this is what I get to do today. Look at this array of fabulous appointments and assignments. I could not be happier. When I do what I love, I magnetize opportunity. Okay, my friend, seven months ago, so a month before my big change, I was not in this space, and perhaps this episode finds you not in this space, not looking at your calendar thinking, I cannot believe this is what I get to do today. Maybe this episode finds you feeling drained, feeling constrained. Maybe this episode finds you saying a whole lot of yes, where you would rather say no. And we get into a vicious cycle here because we do the thing we don't want to do. We feel more tired and more crappy. It's harder to find the energy for hope. It's harder to find the energy for perspective. It's harder to find the energy for exploration and it's harder to trust ourselves because every day what we're doing, every day what we're doing is making ourselves do something we'd rather not. Hey self, I know this makes your stomach hurt, but let's go on in. Hey, self, I know you're dreading this, but let's go on in. Hey, self, I know this does not align with your values in any way.
1: (sighs) Let's try to make it through, and I promise we'll watch a lot of Netflix tonight. I say this because I know this place. I know this place. And I know the way out. The way out is believing that when you do what you
0: love, you magnetize opportunity. The way out is to do what you love wherever you can muster.
1: What sounds fun? What would feel amazing? What is exciting? What feels like yes? Finding those little glimmers. That is kind of the beginning of it. And slash but, I know what it's like
0: to get so constrained by the places we've said yes, and we keep saying yes, where our bodies are begging us to say no, that we actually need a hand. I'm so grateful for the help that I got from my friends,
1: from my coach, from my partner to get out of a hell no situation and into the place
0: where I could begin to experiment with and to believe
1: when I do what I love, I magnetize opportunity. So why am I recording this episode? Because I just got a text from a client. She said,
0: I just received a huge opportunity from this organization that she's been working for and not loving it. And she said, my stomach is in knots, but I'm saying no. I'm saying no, this is not what I want. And what's so amazing is that this woman is so phenomenal. This woman is so talented and committed and just exceptionally good at what she does that she has no lack of opportunity. There are constantly opportunities available to her. And every time she gets into a place where she's doing what she loves, they Find her. They are knocking on her door like trick-or-treaters on Halloween. I'm recording this today because she texted me and she
1: said, It's a huge opportunity, but I'm saying no. I want to be free. And so, she is. She's free to say no. The spell to feel free to say no. When I do what I love,
0: I magnetize opportunity. So notice, you magnetize opportunities, choices, new choices, options. Different things to do. You get to step into co-creation. Out of subjugation. And, and honestly, it is self-subjugation, right? When we continue to choose to do something or to be in a place that doesn't serve us, that's self-subjugation too. When I step out of that place, when I step into my power, when I do what I love and I magnetize opportunity, I get so many more and so much better choices. I wish this for you I wish this for me the next time I find myself saying yes where I'd rather say no. I cast this spell widely for all of us. Thank you so much for listening. Maybe re-listen to this one. Okay, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind Witchery. To catch all the magic I'm offering, please subscribe to the show. Or if you want a little bit of weekly witchiness in your inbox, sign up for my Sunday letter at mindwitchery.com. If today's episode made you think of a friend or loved one, your sister, your neighbor, please tell them about it. We need more magic makers in this troubled world. Like all good things, this podcast is co-created by Stellar People. Our music is by fabulous DJ, artist, and producer, Shammy D. Our gorgeous art is by the Sorcerers at New Moon Creative. Mind Witchery is produced in conjunction with Particulate Media, K.O. Myers, executive producer. And I am
1: Natalie Miller. Till next time.